0: These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hello, welcome back my friends to this conversation. I am coming in with some new year energy, like what? I can't believe that we're already having conversations around not just 2024, but 2025, 2026. It's literally insane. My husband and I actually went to a comedian show or a comedy show to see a comedian. And he had a really funny joke about uh, like the year that his kids would be alive in. And, you know, he referenced something like 2072 or something crazy or 2065 or whatever and he was like is that even a year like what it is so weird but here we are coming at the end of 2023 and some of you might be like oh my gosh I I still feel like I have so much to do I haven't even thought about the holidays yet other than just like where can we go (laughs) where can we escape for the holidays but So I totally get you and this is not meant to create a sense of panic or anxiety or even leaving you feeling behind because that is not the intention of this. In fact, I want to bring this conversation to you in light of giving yourself just more time and space. If you're like me, we're really just like shuffling through the day to day. There's a lot of managing pieces or a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces and a lot of things to manage, a lot of details. I was feeling so overwhelmed the other day. I had like all these tiny little details to manage. It was like what we were wearing for our family photos, but then those got rescheduled because of the rain and so coordinating with time, but that time obviously bumping up against like when the kids have sports but meanwhile I'm talking to another mom who I carpool with for our oldest and like what time she could do versus I could do and then I'm getting a notification that I still need to order photos for my youngest and his football team and it's just like it's constant and I'm really uh, looking to improve and optimize that in that way always in the sense of like where do I need to get help and also how can I streamline but there's there's it's inevitable and there's no denying that as moms and business owners we oversee a lot of details and it can lead to decision fatigue and when we're tired when we're in that fatigued state, that is not when we are operating as our best selves. And so when it comes to creating new things and setting goals and living into those goals, we want to be in a really great state in high energy, high belief, and really from a place of possibility. And I find that again, it is more difficult to do that when we're just drowning in the details or rushing through the moments. And so when it comes to starting to plan for 2024, some of you might be like, it is way too soon to even start thinking about that. Some of you might already have started the process. I know a lot of our clients are already starting to sit into that um, as we've encouraged them and we're starting to have those conversations. Um, Obviously, since we're a part of that process with them. But I want to bring this more from the place of like the feeling and the emotion of that and what, why it's important to give yourself more room to set goals, to visualize, and then also to really think about what you want. This goes back to our conversation that we just had about... Uh, you know, closing the gap between where you are now and where you want to go and having that space to just be, to think, to be the best version of you and making decisions from that place. And so when it when we think about the turn of the year, there's all this like high vibe energy of like new year, new you. And then January hits and it's just like a crash. And so I really want you to avoid that feeling and not feel like you're just riding that like general roller coaster that everybody else rides at the turn of the year into the new year. When you can actually have a framework for your 2024 or the new year, the next year, before all of that even hits, I find that you find so much more clarity and peace and you're ready to hit the ground running. So in this conversation, I want to talk about the things you can do starting now to feel really prepared for the new year. And it's not about, you know, uh, like, setting all the dates or over planning or overthinking. It's really none of that. It's actually opposite. It's just giving you more space. This is something that I have really been creating in my own life. It's just space. I just want to think. I was telling my mentor the other day that I want to move away from this idea of like being productive at every single moment and giving myself more room to just think. And we've heard time and time again that think time is really, really important as visionaries, as entrepreneurs, as problem solvers. But it can be really, it can actually feel counterintuitive to overachievers like us that is like, well, I have time to work. I need to work. I need to be productive. And so I think it's important to have both. And so even just by setting your mind on the intention or creating the intention in your mind around this idea of... The new year and starting to open up the door for those conversations with yourself, right? This doesn't even have to be with anybody else, but it's starting to put those wheels in motion now versus at the last minute and then throwing everything together and kind of letting the holidays and the new year and the January. Kind of slump <laughs> take you off your feet and I'm just speaking on behalf of myself and mostly because that really is how I feel I get swooped up into the like energy of the holidays which every year I'm really really trying to fine-tune that a little bit more so it's not so stressful but it, you just can't control some of the outside pressures and then you know, by the, the, the holidays, and then they crash. We crash after, right? We're just like so tired and like the hustle and bustle. And then heading into the new year, I always kind of head into this lower season. It's dark, it's cold. You know, I talk a lot about how the winter blues definitely kind of trickle in for me. But January for me is always just that hibernation season. I'm just going in like literally and mentally and emotionally like I'm inside or by the fireplace I'm not a skier I, we love to go to the mountains in the winter but I'm not a, I'm not skiing I'm in the lodge while my friends are skiing but um also emotionally and mentally like this is when I'm journaling the most this is the time that I use to just kind of uh, protect my body, my energy, and also because we're not quote-unquote as busy. You know, when you think about the playfulness of summer and the warmer months, you're out. You're moving more. And so the slower, colder months, uh, I'm just taking advantage of that a, a little bit more. So whatever that looks like for you, I think that you might, resonate with that coming into January. Maybe you don't find that though. Maybe it is a higher energy season for you, which is great, but all the more reason to have a plan instead of feeling like you're walking into the new year with not a plan yet. So either way, whether that new year season is high energy for you or low energy for you, I do think that this can be in support of just giving you that confidence and clarity to kick off the year really strong, whatever that looks like for you. So I'm going to offer some things that you can start doing right now to start planning for what you want 2024 to look like. And I like to also think about this process in the quarterly chunks, right? I'm always thinking ahead, but also Narrowing the focus of right now, and it's a balance, right? And I think as visionaries, this is a gift that we have. We can look so far into the future and have such a clear vision of what that looks like, and then we can come right back, right today in this moment, and really do what we need to do to get there. And I think that's such a fun, amazing thing if you really start to think about that. But. I think that this is more important than ever in this particular process in kind of putting yourself in that future and starting to craft that plan now. So at the time of this recording, uh, it's end of October, but this uh, will drop at the beginning of November. So you have a couple months to start sitting into this. And what I love most is that These things that we're going to talk about are just like little prompts and offerings you can give yourself to really sink into your own vision and your own truth. I talked about this in the last conversation around the shoulding or wanting of things that you don't want or even not wanting the things that you actually want the more space that we have, we can give ourselves that room to again, like clear the clutter, clear the noise and just get quiet with ourselves. So that is what I really want to set you up for. So that again, you create a plan that is a 100% aligned with your true desires and it feels good and you feel clear. Only you can give that to you and that's really important to assess. I don't want you to ask other people what you should want. Now, of course, like it's important to have mentors and people ahead of you that can offer the tools and the support and the resources to bring you some more maybe of that clarity, but it's still only going to come from you, right? If we think about your the answers that you have they're all inside of you sometimes it just requires a little bit of uh, you know some people kind of extracting some of that but we just have to give ourselves that time to ask us like what do we want we talked a lot about this about in this last conversation so all these two um, episodes definitely go hand to hand so we'll definitely link that episode in if you haven't listened to it already because it ultimately is more of the struggle strategy to our conversation about you know the ways in which you bridge the gap from here to there which is the plan right if you think about the bridge of getting from where you are today to the end of 2024 that's the plan you're looking to create now will that plan go 100 percent as you had thought no but it gives you the direction you need to move and that's what we're looking for So let's talk about some things that you can do starting now to help you really uh, feel good about the plan you have for the following year and also just give you an extra level of clarity that you may have never had before when you are doing your annual planning. So one of the things that I really love to do is use the right now energy to give myself that permission to say what, what do I want and what I don't want. So there probably are things that you did this year or didn't do this year that you really want to capture as like, the, I want to stop doing this for 2024 and I want to start doing this for 2024. Sometimes we can forget what that feels like. You know, uh, some of the things that we've experimented with, when you're in that emotion of it, it's kind of the reminder of like, ooh, I don't think I want to try this again. But when we are start to become re- further removed from it, we actually forget. And so use the year's energy. Use the right now energy to capture what do you want to start doing next year and what do you want to stop doing based on what you've gathered so far this year. I love to, again, kind of capture that in written form because my brain forgets but not only that is that if we don't take time to really capture the lessons that we learned then it's all for nothing right it's not a matter of like will you avoid the failures it's will you actually learn from them we can't avoid the failures but you do you will learn from them but a lot of people don't even take the time to learn from them so they just repeat patterns so it's really important to capture that piece and put it in this in this yearly planning so that you have that history documented and it's really fun to look at this in the years past and you might even be able to start to pick up on some of old patterns or uh, decisions that you make that are not in alignment to where you want to go if you go back to this concept of what got you here won't get you there the biggest part of that is the decisions you make and the behaviors you implement from that space and so if you think about creating new results that's going to require a different version of you and the more that you can meet her and make decisions from her uh, space the quicker you're going to get there but the big piece to this is remembering what got you here what were the lessons that you learned and how will you carry those forward so I want you to capture what do you want to move? What do you want to carry over from next year? What do you want to keep doing? And what do you want to stop doing? And this is really in part to, in large part to like the characteristics or traits specifically that you have really seen in yourself. But it's also in maybe some of the uh, strategy, right? Maybe you didn't enjoy doing a. A certain type of launch and you made it work you really tried to make it work this year but you are just not feeling in alignment with that and you would like to stop doing that and instead you want to start thinking about what could take the place of what that was meant to bring you and we'll talk a little bit more about like the, the marketing and selling and the, the strategy for the new year but again it's just an example of sitting into like what worked well, what didn't work well, what do you want to start, what do you want to stop. So this is really just the reflection. Now I will do a really, uh, I'll take more time at the end of the year to do a larger scale reflection on my life. On my business and i'm going a little bit deeper here but here's what's really cool about starting this process now again is that it's going to capture a different energy i find that when we're in this like new year new energy reflection or reflecting i think that it's we miss a, a little bit more of the details so you can start this now. And now that you have it on your mind, you're gonna start noticing like, ooh, this is something absolutely I don't I don't wanna keep doing. Um, I don't wanna keep breaking the rules with my clients. I don't wanna keep uh, adding this particular task to my calendar, right? Like you will notice these things now that you've started to put this into motion. And so really, really start to capture that. The other component that I want you to ask yourself is especially, again, with the energy of the right now is how do you want to feel by this time next year what are the feelings you want to capture by the end of next year and what is going to lead to those feelings So it's really woo when you start to think about the thoughts and feelings, and I understand that, but I hope I've convinced you by now that your thoughts and feelings create your results. (laughs) Your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create results, okay? And so if we can capture the feelings that we want to create for ourselves, we can reverse engineer that by really thinking about the mindset we need to create for ourselves and the thoughts that we need to really build into that. But it's really easy to give yourself that time to just like sit into the feeling of the end of next year and you can bring that feeling up at any moment but again have you asked yourself that question have you asked how do i want to feel by the end of the year and so these are just little prompts to start really getting into that headspace that's going to give you more clarity and confidence around the actual tangible plan People want to skip this and go right to strategy, but we can't. This is the biggest component to creating results. So I want you to ask yourself, how do I want to feel by the end of next year? And again, you might even use a little bit of the energy of right now to feed into that. Are you loving how you're feeling right now? Well, let's document that and say, I don't want to feel this way. What created those feelings? Why do I feel like this? And so that is also going to give you more context of what you want to start doing and what you want to stop doing. And then what are you most excited to do or experience next year? This is also when you think about the feelings, right? This is going to feed into that. So get into that you know, uh, that feeling of excitement and think about what are some things that you are are, like what are some things you're going to do or, or experience are going to feed into that what's top of mind for you do you want to offer do you want to launch a new offer do you want to take your team on a retreat do you want to take more vacation don't there's no limitations here i think that's really like uh, removing whatever you believe to be true right now about yourself your results or your your business remove that And start to document the things that you really want to make an intention for as far as really sitting into those feelings and creating those feelings by the end of the year. And then going back to the characteristics and traits. So we have sort of the external, like this is what I want to do and experience and how I want to feel internally. But then also the version of you that you really want to embody and practice. What characteristics and traits do you really want to step into or let go of that you know will really uh, bring your vision to life for this next year? This might come really easily to you. This might be pretty Obvious, And it might not. And so some of the things you can ask are, you know, what are where do I really want to grow? Do I want to grow in my creativity? Do I want to grow in my health? Maybe it's the micro habits. Maybe you don't really like the way you eat. And you know that's starting to impact how you think, right? And so it, maybe it just means shifting the way you eat. Maybe it's uh, really recognizing this new version of you that tends to people-please more. What does that look like? Is it team? Is it clients? What do we want to let go of that's going to allow you to not be a people pleaser, but then to also serve at your highest level? So this is all regarding you and your feelings, the excitement around that, the high level experience, and really what version of you you want to start to step more into, okay? But then we move into more of this strategy and the logistics. And again, notice how I started with you and the feelings that you want to create and the experiences you want to have and the characteristics you want to build because that is the most important part. Do not lose sight of that. Okay, but then of course, it's like, okay, what is the plan? What do we actually want to um, create next year? And what does that year look like? Now, I always start with a revenue goal. And it's the easiest thing to create as a target and then to finesse and massage from there. And so I want you to ask yourself that question around revenue. What do I want To make by the end of the year and I want you to consider that there's a revenue goal and then there's actual take-home and so I don't want you to think that if you have a six-figure goal maybe you have a hundred K Revenue goal. Know that you will not be taking home hundred k. So make sure you take into consideration those calculations. This is. I won't go super deep in sort of the quote unquote calculations and what to consider in all of the number formatting and things like that. But I do think it gives you permission to dream bigger, right? Sometimes we make these things. We these things become very big in our minds. And it also, I think it also can create this level of like unattainability. I don't know if that's even a word. <laughs> unattainability. And so it just is so far in the distance, right? Again, this was something we talked about last episode about that proximity and making it more real and the, and the results mapping. Okay, but same thing here is like bringing that down to tangibility. What is the tangible revenue goal? But what does that also mean for you on take home? So you have to get honest with yourself here. Six figures is not that much money and it's all relative. I understand that. But if you think about just economically, what that means for you and the inflation and how, how ex- I don't want to say expensive, how the cost of living has increased no matter where you live and how this is impacting your family so if you are just barely getting by give yourself permission to go bigger right i think there's a lot of a lot of uh just misconceptions or hairiness around the permission to make a lot of money so maybe it means uh from this process you'll find that you want to grow in your money mindset okay and i'm going to circle back to that piece So I always love to start with a revenue goal. And if you're a client of mine, what you know is we actually do this in a three-year increments. And so this gives you more room. I think one year, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to create something in one year without any sort of foresight about what's next three years you can do so much so if you get off track for one of those years it's not a big deal we're going back to sort of the trajectory of those full three years so i would encourage you to do something similar and looking maybe three years out reverse engineering that and then getting to your one year goal from a revenue perspective it's crazy how many people want to skip this step because of all the mind drama around money and whatever but you have to move through that as a business owner this is one of your core metrics it's core targets and it's your one of your core tools to help you plan so set a revenue goal and this is not to mean that you're going to shame yourself at the end of the year if you didn't meet it it just gives you a compass it gives you a target that gives you that plan to like gives you the target to reverse engineer to create the plan cool so i start with the revenue goal then i'm like how am i going to how am i going to create this revenue goal well you look at your offers what am i selling asking this question is so important Again, I thought it was so obvious, too obvious before, but realizing that you're, a lot of you just are not asking yourselves these questions. So we have the revenue goal. I think a lot of you might even start with the revenue goal and then we just kind of like hope for it. But the easiest way, this is exactly what I mean by results mapping, is you figure out how you're going to get to that revenue goal with the offers you're going to sell. So coming into the new year, knowing exactly what you're going to sell is really important really important and ideally you only have one or two offers here unless you're you know in the multiple seven figures maybe high six figures you know or depending on your offer suite i don't want you having to manage too many offers if you're under multiple six figures one maybe two offers max You should not have a lot of offers underneath this. The operational lift and the marketing management, all of that is going to spread you so thin and it's gonna be really, really hard to create the results you're looking for. So what are you selling? What offers are you selling? And how many of those do you need to sell in order to hit that revenue goal? Now, what's really fun is when I start the revenue with the revenue goal, I go a little big. And then as I start to play with the numbers, I assess and evaluate or I kind of adjust accordingly. So If I look at the number of units that we have to sell based on that revenue goal and it feels a little bit too high, I'll adjust accordingly. Now, I'm not one to say that you should set goals that you know you can hit because there would be no growth there. You have to stretch yourself. But also when you start to have a team and things like that, it can feel really deflating if we are always setting targets that are out, like completely out there and we're never hitting close to them. Now I've never ever hit an actual goal, but I think as my team grows and we have more metrics of success and I have people that are paid based on the performance, we have to create targets they can meet. (laughs) So creating some sort of rationality around this is important, but it still has to stretch you. And the, the goal is not necessarily to hit, although again, What I just said might contradict that, but it is to stretch towards something, right? So you have to know what you're selling and how many units you're selling of those throughout the year. Now, if you are feeling like maybe you're walking into the new year and you know you're launching a new offer, awesome. That has to go on the plan. And maybe you don't know what you're selling yet. That's totally fine. That's going to be a really big body of work for you. So you know that as you're planning for the year, because getting an offer off the ground is a lot of work. I don't want to say that a lot of work. It requires a lot of capacity. Then I wouldn't put too much else on your plate, right? That is the primary Uh, focus. So knowing that is going to give you more more clarity around some other things you should or shouldn't be doing in regards to meeting that goal. So when you know what you're selling and how many units you need to sell, now you get to start to play with what your marketing calendar looks like. Because if you know what you're selling and how many units you're selling, you have to know how you're going to sell them. And this is going to really start to put the pieces together of when you're selling them. I never recommend selling two offers at the same time unless one of your offers is obviously evergreen. But really getting clear on what your marketing campaigns look like throughout the year. If you are leveraging live launches, you'll definitely want to get those on the calendar. If you're only selling one offer, that's great. Obviously, your marketing campaigns are going to be a little bit more simple, but you should add in elements of there of trying out some different ways to sell to bring value and to generate leads and to create buzz for your offers. And so what do those marketing campaigns look like through the year? Now you don't have to for me I do more of the detail planning in the quarters but having a bigger broad scope of like this is generally what we have for the year based on what we're selling and when we're selling it it's going to give you some really good calendar holds okay and that also is going to inform okay what big events or experiences do i need to mark down now that we need to plan around so this could be internally so like launch events in-person events we have clients that run in-person events obviously those are things that will want to go on your calendar this is also personally so if you generally are taking vacations certain times of the year or you know summer's a light year like those are things you want to start marking down now do not wait till last minute These types of bigger events are really important and if you desire to take your family on vacation, mark that down now. Again, you may not know when, but if you don't preserve the space for it somewhere, it will completely get washed. And so we always want to Like plan around our personal life. So getting those big milestones on your calendar as much as possible now is so important. And then same with your business, right? So what elements do you need to mark down now that you know you need to start planning for or plan around? Okay, so that's going to give you more of that outline of what you're selling and when you're selling it and even potentially how you're selling it. So some of you might already have your launches planned for the beginning of the year or into the further into the year. If you're selling in-person events, obviously that's going to be the how you're selling it, but that gives you again just a a, a look at like the why, what, how. And when you start to go into quarterly planning, you can actually start to flush out those details a little bit more. I don't do a lot of detailed planning too far in advance when it comes to some of these other things, but we are looking to just the growth of the business. I do have to start planning a little bit further ahead than I'm used to. So do what feels good for you, but absolutely Create intention around it. That's what I want you to take away. It's not a matter of like being like planning so far ahead or making sure you have all those details fleshed out. That it's really not about that. It's about the intention. When you set the intention of like, this is what I'm planning for, this is what I'm planning around, this is a priority you will walk into the new year with so much more life and excitement because you have the intentions set. And it's going to remind you of that. The other question I want you to ask yourself is based on where I'm going in context to the revenue goal, how we're getting there, what we're selling, how many of those we're selling, and generally how we're selling it. This is going to give you some context around what gaps in knowledge, tools, or resources you need to fill. Okay. I want you to start thinking about this now and not later. There are going to be things that you are going to see as a gap, right? If you have a plan to launch a YouTube channel like me, I've had this plan for. Over a year now and it keeps getting pushed. But I told myself 2024 is the year, right? But I don't know how to do that and I'm not gonna take the time to learn on my own. I will hire somebody that knows how to do that and also learn a little bit of it, but I'm gonna help I'm gonna have somebody fill that gap for me, right? I also know that we have a gap in literal capacity so we are my team is starting to become really full and we're starting to notice where our next hire is going to be Uh, Around, like what our next role is going to be that we're going to hire for. And so we will need to go through the hiring process. That's a person thing, right? I find that with the gaps in knowledge, tools, or resources, you can close these with people, okay, by hiring, mentors, right? By getting mentors to come in and help you fill those gaps and or learning them yourself through courses or coaching programs or, again, mentors. So know that this is training you to think much bigger than you, And it goes back to this who who not how concept and starting to think less like a solopreneur and more like a business owner, a CEO. And when you start to see the gaps in knowledge that need to be filled or the tools or resources, whatever that looks like, because you know you can't do this on your own, but getting clarity of where specifically that is, that's just going to, again, set an intention. You don't have to necessarily do anything now. We're just starting to see it we're just kind of bringing it more in our, in our awareness and this is also going to help you start to prioritize a little bit so if you know that you're at capacity now right hiring an assistant beginning of the year or starting now even might be a really good option for you but also how does that compare to some of the other things you have moving this, there's a whole other conversation around prioritization and how to matrix out your projects and your priorities and initiatives. This is where you know my trade comes in really well because I spent so many years helping organizations do this. When you think about multi-billion dollar companies having to make these types of decisions of what priorities are, it's obviously a lot more complex. But what I learned in that process is we just always want to do it all and now and you just can't and i find this even with offers when you think about like people launching all new offers or trying all these new launch experiences or trying to be on all the different platforms right you have to streamline focus whether that's a thousand people or two people when you streamline the focus and you streamline the energy and you streamline those resources you're just going to get there faster So I want you to really sit into that bigger picture of the year priorities, knowing the bigger gaps you need to fill or the bigger initiatives. Something like launching a new offer is a huge initiative, right? And so you have to take that into consideration. And it might be that some of the other things fall down on the priority list, but that's okay. What's really cool about this entire process and actually starting that now is that you have space. I think like spaciousness is just coming up for me in such a big way. That's probably going to be my word for 2024. I couldn't, I love, I just love the word even. It makes me feel so expanded. But spaciousness is going to be your best friend, especially if you are. A mom and trying to do all the things and maybe you don't even have the support that you know you need this is going to be so important and so when you're thinking about all these things it's not necessarily making any final decisions it's giving you that room to just think about it And this is the missing piece. This is the missing piece that most people have because they come into the new year and they just set the plan and they make decisions or not, which is worse, right? And so we're just kind of like letting the year take us or we're doing things that we actually don't want to be doing or that are not the highest priority. So I find when you have more time to think on this and more time to move the pieces around and finesse and massage and give yourself that extra prompting, and those the journaling and, and the sitting with it and thinking about it, it, you're going to be able to sit into something so much bigger than you ever imagined. I even did this exercise the other day. There was a decision that we were having to make, and I was finding myself waffling. But again, I wasn't putting pressure on myself to make a decision now. I was just sitting with it. And I went to this option And noticed that immediately, my body had this negative physical reaction to it, and I was like, "Oh no, that's not it, right?" And. I'm sure there's so much more that I could dive into that and there's definitely reasons why and sometimes we have to question that but this decision is a new decision and I didn't need to really overanalyze it. I just needed to kind of get that feedback of like what is going what's going to sit well with me? What quote unquote feels good? Now I hesitate even saying that because growing a business isn't always going to feel good (laughs) but when I think about even these smaller or bigger, de- bigger decisions you have to make, there's that intuitive pull. And I find, again, even in myself, when we don't have the quietness to hear that or feel that, we miss it all together. And then we're making decisions from like what you think you should do, or what you think is right, or what you think is best, whatever, so when you think about answering these questions for yourself and starting to sit into the bigger picture view of 2024, before you even start like putting all the little pieces in play, you get to just kind of let your intuition guide you a little bit more. You get the space to just challenge yourself. You get a little bit more room to be with it, which I think is so powerful, and that's why I love starting now versus waiting and rushing through the plan. And actually, I started this process over a couple months ago because I was there was a lot of loops in my mind that needed to be closed. We're coming up on the kind of like the three-year end of the my last three-year planning. And so sitting a lot into the next three-year planning and I'm just giving myself more room for that and it feels so good. I love not being rushed and I I really want to be more intentional with the decisions that I make. And this is why I want to gift this perspective to you. So again, you have a couple months, and while that might even seem like a long time, it's actually not if you take into consideration, you know, the holiday weeks, you know, my kids will be home during those weeks, and then sort of the lull between Christmas and New Year's, our office is actually closed during those weeks, and then all of a sudden we're in the new year, and we're like, holy cow, (laughs) holy cow. Holy cow. So start this process now. And again, it's really just sitting with those questions, feeling into those decisions, telling yourself the truth about what you want, what you don't want, capturing that, capturing the lessons learned, doing some really solid reflection with no necessary – like not really a timeline – I'm doing this little parts and pieces here. An idea will come to me about something for next year and I just jot it down. And then I get to think about it and I have all this room to just like be with it. So I hope this was helpful. And I just encourage you again to really not rush and just feel excited about the possibility instead of feeling rushed about a plan. And that alone will shift your entire energy and get you moving in the direction you desire to move. So I hope you love this and I will see you next time. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs just like you are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to KinseyMackis.com forward slash community. See you there.